asked me to record a podcast of Peter's birth story, which is going to be fun, but I really didn't want to do it by myself because I just don't think I am good at recording things by myself. So I brought the baby daddy. His name is Joseph. We've been married for seven years. We have three kids together. And do you just want to say hi? Hi. That is the first <laughs> baby daddy intro I've ever... <laughs> it better be the first baby daddy intro you've ever had. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll just jump right in. So it would have been the 27th of March. I woke up in the morning. I had been up a lot of the night with contractions. They were inconsistent. <clears throat> And I just, I couldn't track them. Like, I, w- I would try to track them, and the timing was just not consistent. So, I don't know, it was probably 2 or 3 in the morning, and I decided it was just time to go to bed. Like, this wasn't consistent enough that things were actually, like, for real happening. And then I woke up around 6 in the morning on the 27th, and... I could tell that things were picking up, even though the contractions still were not as consistent. They were just here and there, eight minutes apart, 12 minutes apart, six minutes apart. It just, it wasn't consistent still, but I had some signs. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just go ahead and say it. A bloody show, which, which definitely means things are happening, baby's coming soon, and I don't know, it was probably seven o'clock when our son Joseph Jr. woke up and he came out to the couch with me and we just sat and we're talking and then we got back in bed where you were sleeping and I put on a show for him and we were just laying there and then my contractions still were inconsistent time-wise but were definitely getting more intense and that's when I decided I'm going to take a bath and I got hopped in the bath and I was probably in there for like I think the water was still running, so it was still filling up. I was not in there long when I felt this very, like, it almost, (laughs) it definitely wasn't audible, but it felt audible, like internally audible, pop, and I stood up immediately, and I was like, was that, what was that, like, was that my water breaking, and I stood up. And I could not tell if my water was breaking because I was soaking wet from the bath. But thankfully, my midwife gave me, there's a name for it, I can't remember, this piece of paper. It looks like ribbon. And you can test for amniotic fluid. So I use that. And if it turns blue, like this royal blue color, then it's definitely your water. And it did turn that color, so immediately I, like, once I, I got out of the tub and I tested, then I, like, yelled at you. I was like, hey, my water just broke. <laughs> and you flew out of the bed. Mm-hmm. You, like, levitated <laughs> out of time. the bed. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because when I was pregnant or in labor with our other son, Joseph Jr., when I, like, tried to wake you up and stuff, you just, like, you kept falling back asleep, but this time you were, like, jumping out of bed. (laughs) Were you scared? (laughs) No. You were just, like, go time, get things packed up. Well, yeah, I knew it would be at least an, an hour by the time we would get to where we needed to be and all, so. Yeah. And our midwife, um, well, my midwife told me that if my water broke, things were going to move quick. And what time did my water break? Eight? 
I think it was 8 o'clock. Woke yeah. up at 6, you know, 7, we were in bed, and then 8, I got in the tub, and that's about when my water broke. And it was amazing because immediately after my water broke, those contractions were mm-hmm. so consistent. They were, it started at, I think, 6 and 7 minutes apart. They were just like, boom, there. And, and what happens when your water breaks <clears throat> is it removes that cushion between baby's head and cervix. So they're a lot more intense at that point. Um, So it was kind of funny because every time I had a contraction, my water would be leaking everywhere. And I was not thinking straight because I was excited, adrenaline, and I kept, this is so stupid, I kept putting on clothes, (laughs) having a contraction, wetting all of my clothes, and changing, <laughs> changing back into another set of clothes, which is really stupid. Finally, after like the third change, I realized this is not working. Like it didn't matter if I put on a pad or anything. I was leaking through every contraction. So I put a towel around myself and every time I had a contraction, I either went to the front porch or went to our bathtub and like just stood there while I had the contraction because I was leaking fluid <laughs> Um, and we were running around the house like chickens with our heads cut off, um, trying to get, kids were whining for breakfast, we got them breakfast, we were trying to make sure everything, we had everything, especially you, because I was not thinking straight. You were really figuring it all out for us, and we got Joseph Jr. dressed, and you were bringing him up to your parents, they live up, um, the driveway from us, not far and I think you were just definitely on gotta get things done. Like, gotta get people where they need to be, yeah. gotta get things done. And I was very <laughs> emotional, not crying, mm-hmm. just very like, oh my gosh, yeah. we're gonna have a baby, I'm so happy, I love my kids so much, like all the things. Um, obviously contractions were not intense enough that I was like, you know, freaking out or anything, and you just rushed rushed Joseph Jr. up to your mom's house, and I was like, oh my gosh, did they just leave? Like, I didn't even get to say bye, and so I got in the SUV, and I'm like heading up to your mom's house, and I'll never forget, you you took him up there on the four-wheeler, you coming and me going, like mm-hmm. we're, and your eyes were like, what <coughs> the heck is this woman doing? <laughs> Well, you, yeah, you were, you were all like, you know, this is Joseph's last. Yeah, I was very emotional about like time being the the baby. Like I needed, I needed to say bye to him. It it was very sentimental for me because it was like I'm saying bye to you for a couple hours, but also I'm saying bye to you as my youngest child. And obviously, it, it meant nothing to him, but it just it like I I needed that. So I ran up to your mom's house and I'm standing there like I said bye to Joseph and everything and your mom's talking to me and I'm like having contractions every five minutes and she's looking at me like I'm just like chatting Mm -hmm. super happy and she's like Anna you really need to go and I was like I know I know I think I might be what did I say in denial and she's like yeah I think you are and I think you really need to go (laughs) I was just so happy at that point so then, let's see, we left. We left from there to Macon. 
I sat in the front seat for two minutes before I realized absolutely cannot do contractions sitting on my butt in the front seat. Like, it was just, it's more painful to me when you're sitting like that. So I got in the middle row, just sat on my knees. Every time I had a contraction, kind of just bent over that seat. And from the drive from our house to my parents' house, which is where we were having the baby, um, what, it's like 45-minute drive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it definitely picked up in intensity. So it, it just was getting more painful, and I was starting to get vocal, which generally means like, okay, these are, these are getting intense yeah. here. I think it was 9, 30, 10 or something like that by the time we got up there. We got it. We got to my parents' house at 9, 30. And, and long story short, the reason we have the babies at my parents' house is just because the hospitals around us are Mm -hmm. not good hospitals. And if we had to be transferred, I really would not want to be transferred to one of those hospitals. And that's where our midwife is and our pediatrician and And we bring the baby like right after they're born to the pediatrician so we headed up there and by the time we got there we just kind of flew in like a hot (laughs) mess (laughs) flew in the house you went in to set everything up bring everything in set everything up i mean if i was much later it would have been a little more crazy very true i think you definitely did things at the right time because you went in there, you set up the birth pool, you got yourself and Myra something to eat, which honestly was such a good thing because if you hadn't have done that, there was no time to eat after that. Like that was, that was it because things picked up pretty quick. And I set up lights and candles. It was really, it was like still, still not too crazy. And then I labored till 11, well, 10.30, and I was like, I don't know. My midwife, I, had, I was texting my midwife, and she said, whenever you feel like you want me to come, either for just to check you to see how far along you are, or you really think things are picking up, just let me know. I'll be there, you know, whenever you want me to. And I kept, I just didn't want her to come and me be not anywhere near giving birth like I didn't want I didn't want her to be sitting at my mom and dad's house for like 10 hours like I I'm really I don't know I didn't want to waste her time and I think I I almost wait too long sometimes but at that point <laughs> there's this little fly that just <laughs> landed on this microphone I heard it in the in oh the, really yep I heard it in the uh, uh headphones? what are these headphones <laughs> Okay. That was really funny. This little fly. <laughs> Let's um, see. Anyway, I was very vocal at this point. And this was before Carlene, our midwife, came. Yeah. I, I was mean, getting... You were, you were on the way there. Yeah. And contractions were like five and four minutes apart. Sometimes I would have a three and a half minute uh, time between contractions. And, and contractions, when your water has already broken, like I said, are very intense. And so you and you and mom were like, you need to call Carlene. Like, you need to get her to come here. And I was still, like, trying to fight it. But then I had two contractions that were really, really intense. And I was like, she's got to come. Yeah. So I texted her. She was there within 15 minutes. 
She got she got to mom and dad's by eleven. Mm-hmm. We got there at nine. She got there at eleven. She checked me, um, which I asked for, and I was only at five centimeters, which to me was so discouraging. And I I think she could see it on my face after she checked me, and she was like, No, 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 don't get mm-hmm. don't get discouraged. I really think you will have this baby around one o'clock and it was 11 and I was like okay well I can do that (laughs) I don't think I can do this until late tonight like I I physically just don't feel like I can do this but if it's from 11 to 1 that's a lot more doable definitely a lot more doable were you discouraged when no you found out it was at a five no I just I don't know I just knew you I was like you're you're it's not going to be too much longer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was going to go pretty fast. And it did. And it did. What Was it 1... 20, uh, I mean, was it 1226 or 126? It was 126 when he was born. But she had me uh, do this in my last labor, too, where um, I lay on alternate sides on the couch, like I think for like a certain amount of time, on my right side and then a certain amount of time on my left side and it's something something about that uh progresses you quicker and I hate it she doesn't make me do it she always gives me the option but I hate doing it because the contractions are so much more painful when you're laying down like that and I think like two contractions in on the couch was when I was like Joseph get over here like I need so I think at that point, like when I called you over, that's generally a sign that things are like really picking up when I need you. Like when I need you to just be next to me and like hold my hand. And from that point forward, like you were definitely by my side, things were picking up. And by the time I got off the couch, I asked her to check me again and I was at a seven. And that, I mean, how long was I on the couch? 30 minutes? Definitely yeah, I not. Think, I don't think that long. Yeah, it was just not long. And those contractions were starting to get very intense. I was getting nauseous, I think, because of just the pain of it. And um, some po- I think it was once I was off the couch, Courtney came in. And I was aware of her coming through the door. But I was starting to get very, like, tunnel vision when it, like, just the labor itself was making me have tunnel vision. All I could focus on was, like, doing this. Um, I mean, did she come in once I was off the couch, right? Courtney did? Um, yes, yeah. Yeah. And it was close to the time you were, hmm, I thought it was, it was closer to the time when you were to get getting into yeah, so she came in, and I, I really exactly. threw up. <laughs> I was throwing up because I just, I don't know why I was getting so, so nauseous. And that was absolutely miserable, honestly, to be throwing up and, like, having contractions at the same time. But thankfully, that seemed to, like, settle my stomach. And Carlene said, whenever you want to get in the pool, you can get in the pool now. Um... So I walked, and she's, I think she said, like, try to have one or two more contractions outside of the pool. And it was like, I had two contractions, and they were really 
it just pro was progressing really, really quick. It was probably noon by this point mm -hmm. after all of that. So she had been there for one hour, and it was just, like, night and day from the time she got there to one hour later. Like, the contractions were just really coming quick. And I jumped in the pool after those two contractions, and it was wonderful. Felt so much better. Yeah. Um, and it did lengthen out my contractions for a little while they went from like I don't know four minutes apart to six minutes apart and that always discourages me a little bit because I think oh no that means it's going to be longer you know and I mean it wasn't long after that that she checked me again because things were getting intense she I I always know like okay we're close when she starts setting out all her baby things you know like she has she has this method where she like when things are getting close and you're in the pool she like sets out all the baby things yeah and um i was i like i wasn't even looking at her but i knew she was setting all that up so i i could i could breathe easy somewhat knowing that this had to be close yeah like i wasn't gonna have to be in this much pain for too too much longer and you were there the whole time mm -hmm. giving me water <laughs> lots of water yeah i definitely drank a lot during this labor during at, in in between each contraction <clears throat> i i drank water and it's one of those things too where like i mean you were holding the cup up for me because i was not mm -hmm. yeah i was not about to hold up a cup <laughs> yeah, I, th I think a lot of women can get really dehydrated yeah. You know, during well, those hours and well, if not the days leading up to. Yep. And especially after, I mean, throwing up, I just, I guess I was really thirsty. And we had electrolytes too. Like it wasn't just water, it was electrolytes. Um, but she told me, my midwife, that I had some of my cervix, like a cervix lip and once that's moved I would be at a 10 and she was like I can help you with that during the next contraction and the baby's crying. okay can you bring him to me um, the next time I had a contraction she was helping me um, try to move that cervix lip and she like at the end of it she's like that moved by itself like <laughs> I didn't I didn't end up having to needing to do anything yeah. and I was laying back at that point and I sat up and yeah. I was like I cannot lay down any longer yeah. like I will die if I lay on my back anymore and so I got on my knees <laughs> and oh my goodness oh my gracious okay um Real life here. Yeah. Let's see. This, this is... will probably be like how our podcasts are recorded from now on, to be yeah. honest. Even when we, Courtney and I get back to recording. Um, but <laughs> what was I saying? I can't even remember. Just, uh, you got on your. Got on my knees, knees, which I have had all my babies on my knees. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, it's just like, I guess when it's time to give, I'm not doing it consciously, yeah. but it's like when it's time to actually, like, give birth, I'm, I get on my knees. Yeah. 
So I, I got on my knees and I had, I don't know, two contractions. And at the, at the end of the second contraction, I like yelled to everybody because mom was, we were in the dining room and there's, it's an all an open concept house. So there's no walls between anything. Yeah. And, but mom and Emma, my younger sister and my daughter, Myra, who was six, and Courtney were all like in the living room, which is right there next to us. But I, they were, so they were all in the living room trying to give, give us some space, give us some privacy to the, you know, amount they could. And I, I remember thinking, I don't want them to miss this. And things were getting like, I, anyway, at the end of that contraction, I yelled, he's coming. I think he's coming. I, I, I think I yelled, he's coming. <laughs> and everybody jumped up at once and ran over there because one of the things they were doing was FaceTiming um, my other sister, Ellie, who's away at school. Um, she wanted to be there so bad, and I wanted her to be there so bad. And she was there the week before, and I just didn't go into labor then. Um, so they were going to FaceTime her so she could at least, you know, witness it. <clears throat> and that gave them, you know, some time to get that set up. And obviously, like, Courtney came to take birth pictures. So she she was all ready to go. And um, I don't, I can't even remember. I was definitely still on my knees the next couple contractions um, I was pushing, like, it was just, it was happening, and what's interesting to me is that, like, I, I try to wait till my midwife tells me, like, you can start pushing now, um, because with my, my first baby, Myra, um, I pushed prematurely, and I really had no coaching when it came to pushing, and I just tore terribly, um, so I try to wait till, like, I get the green light or my body is doing it for me. And I I was pushing um, a little bit with contractions and then it was like my midwife told me you can you can push even though there's not a contraction. And at that point there was no stopping the pushing. Like I I felt like I was not in control of the pushing whatsoever. Like it was happening. And the only way I can explain it is like when you go to throw up and your stomach is heaving <laughs> like you're heaving and you don't have control over that happening that's what it f feels like to me when I when I had the baby like by the time I'm having the baby it's actually called fetal eject reflex it's your body getting the baby out and it's not um it's not like one one huge push and the baby comes out it's just like some you're you're like breathing and heaving the baby out yeah. and i i thought this with um joseph jr and peter i i remember consciously thinking wow i would really like to stop for a second and take mm -hmm. a couple breaths <laughs> it would be really nice to slow this down yeah <laughs> but there is no slowing it down at that point and everybody is like cheering you got this, Anna. Come on, I can see his head. Like, um, and then his like head was out. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I'm thinking, oh, thank God, like, the head is out, the rest is a piece of cake, and she had me turn from my knees to sitting, kind of leaning back and sitting to push out the rest of his little body, and (laughs) I really, I mean, he must have had broad shoulders because his shoulders were just as painful to get out as his head and I didn't know that so when I pushed I screamed which I hadn't screamed when I pushed his head out um like there was no screaming I I felt like inaudible at that point but when I pushed his shoulders out I let out this one scream partly out of shock that this was as painful as it was like you know when you give birth it's like okay the most painful part is going to be the head then when the head's out it's not it it might still hurt some but it's not going to be as bad well his shoulders hurt just as bad as his head and the thing that like will always make me laugh is I looked up and I caught Courtney's eyes (laughs) and they were so like the look on her face was pure shock, and I'm sure the look on my face was pure shock because I was shocked that I was that that was so painful, and she was shocked because I probably just scared the mess out of her with how loud I had just screamed. <laughs> but then once the shoulders were out, it was like yeah. bloop bloop bloop. The rest of him came out like no problem, and I mean, he came out. He was looking a little rough, <laughs> but he was still, he was so precious, and <clears throat> uh, the midwife, you know, was checking him out, got us a towel uh, to put over him, and he did have the cord wrapped around his neck one time, but she took care of that uh, pretty much, I think, as soon as his head came out. She, like, unwrapped the cord from his neck. It's very common for the cord to be wrapped around their neck, um, and it was only wrapped once. And I'm trying, honestly, after he came out, even though I don't use medication during my labors, like, I don't use drugs, I feel so drugged. And what's interesting is, like, all these women, when I read their birth stories, they're like, after I have my baby, I feel euphoric, and I just feel absolutely amazing and this rush right all of this I feel drugged like I feel very loopy I don't feel I feel like I'm coming back into my body like I was just I was outside of my body something very for lack of a better better word like primal just happened like my body was doing stuff essentially without my consent like I mean I was doing it but I didn't have control especially over the pushing part and I just like when I look back at the videos of him having just come out me holding him the noises I'm making and like I'm just I'm still essentially making noises like I'm having contractions not loud just like some of those noises and I the way I'm talking legitimately I am not kidding sounds like I'm intoxicated (laughs) like I want these videos to be so sweet and beautiful yeah but they're not to me because the way I'm talking is so like my speech is slurred and I'm talking like I'm drawing out
really, I just, like, <laughs> I would never... <clears throat> I'm happy I have those videos, but I would never show them to anybody just because I... I mean, like, I was just so rough. <laughs> I really was. Like, I was not talking uh, in a cohesive way. <laughs> and even holding the baby, like, I was so excited to see him. And uh, you and I were just, we were so happy it was over. But I remember, like, my midwife would ask me, like, are you okay with him? Like, you know, I'm in water with him. You really cannot drop a baby in water. Um, and I really was, like, having a hard time holding him. I was just not smooth or anything like that. <laughs> like, just really, really, really rough. Um, and, I mean, I won't tell the whole... Everything after birth went great. That My midwife and Joseph got me out of the pool... And we do delayed um, cord cutting because mm. it, it lets all the blood from the placenta uh, get to the baby if you, you know, don't cut the cord right away. And that blood is really good for them. So we do delayed cutting, which means that I'm walking to the couch. It's not a far walk, but I'm walking to the couch with him still attached mm -hmm. to me, which is, let me tell you, a very, very odd sensation. Because if you, like, you know, pull him up too much, you're feeling that yeah. in your lower abdomen. Like, it's, it is bizarre. It's, it's, I don't like that mm -hmm. <laughs> feeling at all. Um, but we got, I mean, we were sitting on the couch, really just looking him over, feeling all the love, feelings. He latched um, pretty immediately, which is mm -hmm. a really good thing. Because, that was really cute. Yeah, he. I mean, he was just like he came out ready. He's like, "Where's, where's the food?" Which uh, mm -hmm. is on par with our children in general. Yeah. Um, so he he latched immediately and nursed. Um, I mean, on both sides for a long time, and which is very good because that. That helps um, you release, yeah, so it helps your body release oxytocin, which is uh, the love hormone, bonding hormone, which in turn makes your uterus contract, like something about nursing makes your uterus contract and then uh, you can, you know, pass the placenta. And that all happened uh, naturally, effortlessly, which was a huge answer to our prayers because uh, with Joseph's birth, Joseph Jr.'s birth, um, we had some problems with that. Like the whole placenta did not come out mm -hmm. and there was some manual retraction. Um, if you can read behind the lines of what that means, it was uh, painful, scary. I was starting to hemorrhage to an extent, had to get a shot of Pitocin um, and that was with my last uh, birth with Joseph Jr. So this this going um, smoothly was such an answer to our prayers. There was no hemorrhaging, no need for a shot of Pitocin. Um, just went really smooth. I felt like I could, I didn't need stitches, which was huge and unexpected. I had to get stitches with both of the other births. Um, and let me tell you, 
trying to bond with your baby while you're getting shots and getting sewn up is infuriating like it is so irritating and painful and it's just like i really despise when that has to happen um but there was none of that i mean honestly it just went so so good i was really we we just felt really no go put you can it's okay you can put it on the table we are recording this in our house if you could not tell um but, I mean, it all just went so well. Midwife helped me a little later go and, and get changed. And I just, I did feel really good after having him. And I felt, you know, I, it really wasn't until like, I don't know, 10 minutes after I had So that feeling had passed. Um, it really only lasts for like 10 minutes or so. <laughs> that like uneasy drugged feeling. Um, and I just, I mean, I felt really good. All was done. You know, the hard part was done, and we just got to enjoy this little, little person. Um, and it was a, it was a really good birth. Now it was super intense, and there were times uh, during the birth where I kept thinking, like, if this is going to last a very long time, like if this is going to be a 12-hour labor. I can't do this like I cannot this is too intense and too painful to last for 12 hours but um, we had him at 126 so really from start to finish not including you know my inconsistent contractions I was having during the night it was only a six-hour labor which is my shortest labor yet Um, and it did go quick I mean she said my midwife said, like, you'll have him around 1, and sure enough, 126 came around, and he was born, <laughs> and he weighed in at, which, this is hilarious, because when I was holding him in the pool, my mom and I were like, he's so tiny. He is the tiniest little thing we've ever seen, and I was thinking, this baby is does not weigh more than 7 pounds or something. And I, I, I do remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, this is because I ate, like, low-carb during my pregnancy. Not keto, but low-carb. You know, I, I wasn't eating sweet potatoes or bananas. Like, yeah. I was just eating, like, low-sugar, low-carb foods. And I was like, that's why he's so small. Like, I hurt him or something. And then we weighed him, and he was, like, just under 14 pounds. He, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's for 15 pounds now. Okay. No, 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 no. What I meant was he was just under nine pounds, weighing in at eight thirteen. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yes, so he was just you know a couple ounces shy of being nine pounds. <laughs> I did not birth <laughs> an almost fourteen pound baby because um, I'm holding a fourteen pound baby right now, and I do think that would have uh, just Kill you. knocked me down dead. I think I would have been dead. <laughs> um, but. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was we did let Myra stay and watch the birth. Yeah. And she had watched uh, Joseph's birth when she was three. And what's interesting to me is when she was three, she was just, like, running around without a care in the world. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care about what was going on. Wasn't super involved. I think my mom called her over when it was time for me to have Joseph. Um, just, I mean, didn't bother her one bit. This time, it it did bother her, 
um, not, she wasn't scared, but it was overwhelming. Yeah. And she was, like, sitting and cuddling with my mom like she needed to be held a little bit. And I think part of the reason it was overwhelming for her, it's not, it wasn't anything to do with um, me physically, like, pushing the baby out. It was just, she was overwhelmed by the sounds. She's a very, like, oddy, oddy, what is it? She's sensitive to sounds. There's a word for that. Um, I can't remember what it is right now. Sensory sensitive. Um, But her, the thing that she's sensitive to is sound. And I was uh, making some loud sounds with those contractions at the end. And it it was funny because my mom was telling me she was not gonna miss this birth. Like, mom told her, you can go sit on the couch, like, you don't, or you can go outside and play with Emma, which normally she would do in a heartbeat, but she, she couldn't, like, she couldn't leave, she really wanted to be there when we had the baby, and she was standing right there, uh, watching us have the baby, was right there when he came out, Um, she was standing, you know, right, right next to you, like, looking at him, and I talked to her about it. Uh, after and she 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 her thing was that like it was just the sounds that were bothering her yeah um but she did so good and she i asked her i'm like well would you like to watch someone like would you would you watch another birth and she was like oh yeah like she's not not worried about it at all and it was sweet to have her there during you know his first latch and and stuff like i just think that's really really good for her to see my whole purpose really in having her there is uh just knowing that that someday god will probably uh hopefully bless her with a family and i i want her to know what birth looks like and that while it's intense it's not scary and it's normal and um, I, I was saying that to myself during my labor with him, too, is like, God God made you for this. Like, you can do this. Yeah. He made you, you know, made your body to be able to do this. And a different thing that I tried this time <laughs> with this birth is t- making sure I didn't say I can't do this. I did not want to say I can't do this. Um, so instead, I said, I don't want to do this, <laughs> which is kind of a different mindset than I can't. It's like, I don't want to, but I know I can. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask you, like, you're a really, really good birth partner. Um, you're just very calm. Um, you don't look shooken up or scared, which is really good for me. And you were just very comforting with, like, um, during contractions and between contractions, just, like, reassuring me. I don't even really remember what you said, but you were just very calming and reassuring. And, I mean, you were with me from the time I was laying on the couch till the time I had him in the pool a couple hours later. Like, I really just needed your calm presence. Um, But do you have any tips for... I mean, you've done it three times now. Any tips for husbands supporting their wives during labor? Because uh, I know it can be a hard place to be in because you can't physically help her. You know, you can't you can't fix yeah. this. This is just going to happen. But how you can support 
you know, support your wife during labor? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it, too, is just knowing your wife. Because mm. I'm sure a lot of different ladies might be different and true. want different things, maybe. Very true. Um, they, they, they just need you there or really close. I won't say they. You. <laughs> you, you, you need you know me close yeah. by um, and like for instance you you might forget to drink water or yes. some just things like that so I try to look out for that yeah. you um, kept wiping my forehead too with a yeah, rag which was so really hot. helpful because I was so hot yeah yeah I think um, yeah. um, one thing that you did, again, every wife is different, and what's interesting is I don't think I was this way with my other births, but, like, you were very, um, just being, like, you would kiss my forehead a lot, or, we like, yeah. I would lean over the pool and, like, we would hug, and it was just so yeah. comforting to me that I don't know that... I don't know why that made such a difference for me. It made me, like, it steadied my world yeah. for a minute. Between contractions, it steadied my world to, like, have you right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an, it, it, not a, like, a sexual intimate, obviously. No. But it's like a, a, a comfort. It, it is an int being, like, close. Yeah, and, it is. You know, just, you know, literally having that touch and having that, yeah. you know, because we don't know, I mean, we can see what you're going through, but we don't know how it is and how it feels, or especially emotions before and after. Yeah. And having your husband there, you know, us be just being there and, um, you know, if it's, you know, rubbing your back or mm -hmm. if it's what, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I think it's just knowing your wife and reading what she might need. Yeah. Um, and ask her before and even after you know days or week after or something you can actually talk about hey it. like this was good or not yeah I mean, and i yeah. just try to learn from this i think definitely way. from you know our first child to to this this child you have definitely like you just know what was i saying <laughs> just tell me so yeah th there is a few splices in this uh, recording because we're at home and you kids know there's loud. kids and all that stuff very loud um yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the, uh, um, oh, like just yeah. your, how you, yeah, so our first birth, I felt like your face just looked like you were in shock the whole time, um, which, like, you just, you seemed very concerned about what was going on. It's probably un unintentional. But. Yeah, oh, I know it was, I don't, I doubt you even knew that, like, your face looked so, you looked just really concerned, and this time around, you were just, you really... I mean, with Joseph, too, just very calm. I guess you just know the lay of the land a little better. <laughs> like, you know what's about to happen for the most part. Um, yeah, I think it, I think you're right. It is really important for you to know your wife because your wife might not want you to touch her one bit, which yeah. isn't wrong. It just, that is what whatever uh, she needs in that moment is what you need to try to provide for her. And we did talk about, uh, before we had him, several conversations of, like, what what I think I'm gonna need during labor, yeah. and I think that was helpful. Just open communication. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's you know music or lighting yeah. or uh, water is a really important thing, and yeah. staying hydrated, having some uh, electrolytes. 
Um, maybe, you know, I don't know, like, when you're in this last, you know, stage of pregnancy, you can maybe forget to eat, or, mm. hey, why don't you go to the bathroom before we're kind of the end. <laughs> before so. we leave, and you have to go seven mm-hmm. times on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> so he wants to talk about his birth story. Hey, Peeber. Yeah, he's got some stuff to say yes. about it. It was rough on him, too. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a good It was birth. a good birth. God was so gracious to answer our yes. prayers. Um, and not just our prayers, but prayers of our friends um, and family. Yep. Uh, just specifically, for some specific things, and he really did answer beyond what we even prayed for. And it was just, it was a really good birth, and Courtney got some amazing pictures. I'm so happy she was there. Um, And I hope I didn't scare her too bad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, But, I mean, I think that's it. That's the birth story of Peter Archer.